your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-791. Why do I do that? The guy, the guy said it. The guy just said it. Did you hear him? 608-785-7914, muscle memory. Uh, coming up on the show, I'm going to talk about big bikes for little tykes with Gene Taylor from 95.7 The Rock and The Rock Foundation. That's coming up here in 10 days. Big bikes for little tykes. You guys know about that? Well, if you don't, you're going to in a couple of minutes. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. It's essentially the the Make-A-Wish. And I think ESPN does that, Make-A-Wish. I forgot to Google that. ESPN Make-A-Wish. You ever see those things on, on like... You know, they come in the midst of Sports Center. People are watching Sports Center anymore, but uh, we do that locally, the 957 of the Rock. We've been doing that forever, not literally, but for quite a long time. Oh, I think ESPNs might be called My Wish as opposed to Make a Wish. But um, yeah, they're pretty cool. And uh, we do that here. So we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. After that, I'm going to bring on a friend of mine, former journalist, uh, NCAA writer, and we're going to talk about. Star Wars. <laughs> May the fourth be with you, right? That's today. If uh Brad Williams just came in here and told me like the 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 origins of May the Fourth Be With You and if you all hate that, you can blame some newspaper headline at some point on a May fourth where they put that up probably to preview a Star Wars movie coming out or something. Uh and then it took the nation by storm and every May fourth now we that's what we do. We we nerd out on star wars so that's what i'm gonna do so if y'all are nerdy about star wars bottom half of the hour we're gonna we're gonna do that just <laughs> gotta do it every once in a while um i haven't done i've done movie stuff in the past but so if you want you know give me your your favorite star wars movie or series maybe maybe a sentence why shoot me a text 608-785-7914 if you want to call to i think we're open to that and um and I'll, I'll, John is pretty obsessed with Star Wars. When he, we were talking before, I'm like, you know, what are some of your thoughts on this and that? What can we talk about during during the the segment? And he's talking about like canon. Can do you know what canon is? Like, there's Star Wars canon. I think is how you would say that. It's I think essentially sticking to the script of Star Wars, not getting off on on some something that wouldn't be in the quote unquote Star Wars universe. That would be canon, and then there's non-canon. That wouldn't. That maybe uh, some rogue person. I shouldn't use the word rogue because there's a rogue one movie. Uh, but but something that is a little. It's weird because it wouldn't be part of Star Wars, the star quote unquote Star Wars universe. Some independent writer would have created something that they go, no, that's not part of Star Wars. Some some Star Wars nerd entity de- determines this, I guess. We we will try not to get into that, but he's throwing this stuff at me, and I'm like, oh. But I, you know, like things like, what if Jar Jar Binks never existed? We could talk about that, right? Like, what movie? What movie would you like to see Star Wars do? We haven't had a rated R movie, so I'm big on just dark. We need some dark stuff. Marvel Universe, Star Wars Universe. We need the. The, the bad guys to, to really actually win once in a while to make them, you know, every every Marvel movie sort of ends with the bad guy losing. And most of them, are the bad guys are so stupid. Isn't one of them like a, what is the, one of them is like a, a, a 70s band name. I can't think of it. It's, it's one of the, I think it's the Wonder Woman movie or something, but 
Um, man, I'm going to think of his name in the break. But yeah, it's just so stupid how bad the how dumb the bad guys are, and especially the Mar- the Marvel ones make me the, the maddest because they're just they're just so incompetent. Obviously, there's the guy with the the the, the claw with the the rings, right? The all the rings, whatever that dude's name is. I'm not a big Marvel guy, um, and he snaps his fingers and kills half the population of the universe. There's that guy. Still, he wasn't that tough. He just he just had a, that glove with all the rings on, or the the stones, right? Um, anyway, so if you want to get into that, I'm all in. I'm all in. So give me a call, shoot me a text. Favorite Star Wars movie? Not Marvel. I don't want to do Marvel, but favorite Star Wars movie. Favorite uh, anything like that? I'll get number three in here quick. Number three, do you 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 were kind of an adult when Star Wars came out? I don't know what you're talking about, Star Wars. You lost me. I think I'll go out and eat early tonight. You don't know what Star Wars is? No. Do you have children? Do I have children? Yeah, I got two blonde bombers. Yeah, they don't know what's. You don't. You've never taken your. They don't know what Star Wars. You're you're lying when you say you don't know what Star Wars is. My daughters are in their fifties. <laughs> yeah, but they know what Star Wars is too. Well, they don't live at home anymore. I can't ask them. Yeah. They're working. <laughs> you know what Star Wars is? No, I have no idea. The movie Star Wars. No. Oh man. Okay. Well, I got to that's Yeah, you go out to eat. <laughs> you can go out to eat then. Uh that's amazing. I feel like uh everybody kind of knows at least that there is such a thing. Still think he's lying. All right. Coming up, Gene Taylor 957 of the Rock. We're talking about big bikes for little tykes. That comes up May 14th. Um just Google big bikes for little tykes. Google it. And uh sign up. It's coming up. It's you know, it's it's awesome. And we're going to talk about the kid that they're sponsoring this year. Uh, essentially the, the make a wish for this kid. And uh, if you want to shoot me some some Star Wars quotes, favorite Star Wars movie, give me a reason why it's your favorite movie. Because, it, it, like, I got a text, and Paul, I didn't read the whole text, if there is more to it, but you just say Return of the Jedi. I need to know why. And I'll give you my favorite, and I'll ask John, I'll ask him his favorite, too. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. We're doing text line for a couple minutes here because Jean Taylor is on with me. She wants, I want to talk with her about big bikes for little tykes. We've been doing this. Well, I've been, I've, I've seen you guys been, have been doing this since I've been here, but it's, it, it's something that the 95.7 The Rock has been doing since I think the, uh, man, for 20 years and, and something that's been done even before that. But first of all, Gene, thanks for joining me. What is Big Bikes for Little Tykes? Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Big Bikes for Little Tykes is a annual motorcycle ride, although I will let everyone know that any vehicle is welcome. Um, but it's a ride through the Cooley region that we started years and years and years ago um, to benefit a local child, essentially like make a wish for him or her come true, uh, a child that's, you know, having a really uh, tough struggle uh, medically. And um, we ride every year in May, and we uh, gather the funds and um, the people, and we make a wish come true. And this year we're riding for a little boy named Rhett Carroll out of Harmony, Minnesota. Yeah, and this is really yeah. Make a wish if you. I think ESPN does this stuff too, and I don't know if they call. It, they might even call it make a wish, but you you watch these things on ESPN or I do anyway. And I don't cry, Gene, but maybe a little bit of tears. I might get some tears when they have these kids out there. And this is kind of the local way of doing that. And and Rhett Carroll is this year's uh, kid, and I want to talk about him for a minute. But um, 
you know, like how hard is it to do this, Gene? Because obviously these kids are in life-threatening positions, right? So you're doing this obviously for the good of this kid, and it's like he's got a wish. He wants he wants something to come out of this. Uh, you know, you guys try to give him, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes it's like video game set. This uh, I think uh, Rhett wants to go on an ocean trip and do some ocean fishing. But how hard is it to do this every year? It's got to like really tug on you because it's got to, you know, just a li- stressful for them, obviously, but also for you. Well, to tell you the truth, Rick, it's it's one. Well, it's probably the favorite part of my job. It's humbling, and you are always reminded on how incredibly grateful you are to have you know you and your family and everyone that you love you know in a healthy situation. And so to get to know these families and these kids and really become you know kind of friends with them over the years. I mean, there's a number of kids for big bikes who I'm I still am friends with their parents. You know, I've seen Garrett Williamson is a grown man now. You know, we rode for him. Um, uh, years and years and years ago, and he's—I think he's a homeowner. You know what I mean? So we've known these people over the years, and 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 not all of those are great stories, right? We've also had tragic losses and uh, attended funerals, unfortunately. But um, the point is to spotlight these kids, make them feel incredibly special for the day when they see their community out supporting them, and then to eventually make that wish come true. And like you said, there's been a number of different things we've done. We've built a basketball court in a backyard. We've sent people on, you know, cruises. We've sent them to sporting events to meet, you know, their favorite player. It, it, it varies wish to wish and retzes, as you mentioned, to see the ocean with its family and maybe do a little shark fishing. Yeah, shark. I don't even, is, you guys have set this up. I didn't know you could do shark fishing. I, I have never set up a shark fishing venture yet, but, you know, I love these challenges. So, you know, with the support of the community, right, that's the important part here. That's the key. And not only because that's how we raise the funds to send these kids on their trips or build their playgrounds or whatever the situation is, but because I can honestly tell you after doing this year after year, the um, support of strangers, essentially, who come out and these kids and these families see people doing this and gathered together for them, it's really, really impactful. This is funny. When you mentioned you have, the, you've been doing this so long that some of these kids, you know, not like you said, not everybody lives through their their tragedy here. But you have adults. Do they come back to the studio and talk with you guys? I see Garrett at rock concerts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, there's a, like I said, there's a number of families, and you get to watch their kids grow up, right? I'm friends with them on Facebook or whatever, and you're like, oh, look at her. She looks so beautiful in her dress at Easter. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you get close to some of these families, and, and you get to you know watch them as they progress through their journeys. Yeah, okay, let's talk about Rhett Carroll here for a minute. We're talking with Gene Taylor with Big Bikes for Little Tykes, which takes place May 14th. So we want this. the whole point of having you on is we, I want to get the word out so people get involved. Um, and if you don't have a motorcycle and if you don't want to go on the 100-mile ride through the Cooley region, uh, you, can, you can still get the T-shirt and go to the party afterwards. You want to just explain what happens on May 14th? Yeah, sure. So Saturday, May 14th, uh, we will be at Great River Harley-Davidson starting in the morning, a little after 9 o'clock, and uh, we will get people signed up. And, and if they've pre-registered, which I highly recommend, we'll have their shirts uh, waiting for them. And um, we'll take off probably around 1130. Rhett and his whole family are going to be there. I just talked to his mom uh, today, as a matter of fact, Kayla, and they got hotel rooms. They're making a whole weekend out of it, right? They're, they're coming up. They're going to be there bright and early in the morning. They want to meet everybody. And um, then you can take off and do the route in a car or vehicle on a motorcycle, and then we end up at 
um, the uh, Alaska American Legion for the post-ride party. We'll have brats and chips and goodwill there. Also, Rick, if somebody is listening and doesn't, you know, doesn't have time on Saturday, May 14th, um, we also have a straight donation button, so they can just do that if they'd prefer and help um, make this wish for Rhett come true. All right. So I always ask this because these kids are in vulnerable positions, right? Rhett's five years old. Is is he jumping on the back of some somebody's Harley? Do we know this yet? Well, now we've had kids that have rode, right? They rode in sidecars. Um, they've rode, you know, with a relative um, if they're well enough to. Um, that we've had kids that you know weren't up to that challenge, but wanted to make a couple of the stops along the route and see the bikers on the roads and stuff. So they've ridden in vehicles. It just depends on you know where they're at and how they're feeling and all of that stuff. I don't think Rhett is riding a motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> he's just actually he just this week he's recovering from pneumonia. So I don't I don't think his plan is to go on the route, but he'll be there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just, yeah, the, the it just piles on, right? Pneumonia. Um, all right, but but bef- after before he had all that, can you explain? You know, Rhett, Rhett Carroll is a he's five years old. He's from Harmony, Minnesota, which is like forty five minutes away by Rochester. Um, and I'm going to pretend I know how to say this malignant rabidoid tumor. That was what his diagnosis. But do you just want to tell his story a little bit, Gene? Yeah, sure. So um, last summer, he was just kind of getting sick. Kids do that when they're that little, right? They're getting sick, and he had bronchitis, and they had given him some antibiotics, and he'd gotten better, and then he was getting worse. And then they noticed kind of like a bulge on his left side, sort of in his tummy area. So they took him in to the ER and thought it was maybe a hernia or something like that. Of course, cancer never crossed their minds. And, you know, they're doing some tests, and they're doing blood work. All of a sudden, they're in an ambulance, and they're on their way to St. Mary's. And, yeah, they have a diagnosis of an did as well as I'm going to do. Malignant rhabdoid tumor, I believe you say it. I'll call it MRT from now on, okay, Rick? MRT. And MRT develops in the soft tissue of, um, you know, by your internal organs, essentially. And it is a pretty rare tumor um, in the United States. There's only about 20 cases a year of this. Um, So the fact that they were able to pinpoint what it even was, you know, at that point was pretty incredible. And then he um, underwent surgery to take out the tumor. Um, he had another surgery on his lungs to remove part of that. He had um, chemo and radiation. Before they did those, they harvested some stem cells. So he has had a stem cell transplant. Um, so, I mean, and this is all since last August, by the way. All since August, they've gone through this um, incredible journey. And if, if anyone's listening that knows anyone that has a stem cell transplant, they really have to knock you almost all the way to nothing, right? They have to, like, kill everything and make, you know, it possible for your body to take these this transplant from someone else. And, um, and so, you know, really, really sick little boy. But he's doing great right now, other than that he's been sick with pneumonia. But as far as the tumor and his cancer, they just had um, a scare. They had a scan, and they found spots on his lungs, but they did um, some um, biopsies, and it came back fine and so we're good to go thumbs up for another six months well and on top of that too you and i don't know i don't know if i have the timeline right here but i think when he had the stem cell transplant or one of these uh chemo surgeries uh his brother was also going into the hospital for open heart surgery and his brother's what maybe 10 11 years old yeah, his brother's Bobby, and he was born with a heart condition. So you can, it's you know, you live with it, but it, it does it required open heart surgery. And so yeah, while Red is in the hospital, um, very very sick with chemo treatments, um, his brother Bobby had to have um, open heart surgery. So you've got both of your children in different departments in these serious serious situations. I mean, the stress level. 
I can't even, I just can't even how this family, you know, made it through that and they're doing. And, and like I said, I spoke to mom today. They're in good spirits right now and they're really looking forward to having a vacation. Can you imagine? Yeah. Have we picked where this vacation is going to be? Is it going to be like California, Australia? I would pick Australia just to make you work even harder. I'm guessing somewhere by the Gulf or Florida is probably what we're looking at to do the, you know, to accomplish the, the warm temperatures, the, the soft sand beach, and, and potentially the, the shark fishing excursion. Yeah, and you, you, you get to experience this a little bit. I mean, what is it like when you, I don't know, you must get videos from these kids when, they, when they're introduced to whatever the, you know, the Big Bikes for Little Tykes prize is for these kids going, you know, going through this trauma. Well, so when I start talking to families, right, then we ask them what their wish is. And then usually um, the parents get, you know, need some time because they talk through it as a family. And, you know, they talk to their child and find out really what they want. And then, you know, they discuss that as a family and get back to me about it. So, you know, I don't know. He's five. So I know he knows that something important is happening for him. And I know, you know, he knows it's about motorcycles and that there's a ride and that he is hoping to go to the ocean. But I don't know that he, you know, quite grasps it. And that's why I'm saying when they see all those cars and people and motorcycles gathered and they know it's for them. It's quite astounding. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the coolest part. And it's really great, too, and awful and great, like, right, because you have Rhett going through this and also his, his brother Bobby is going through this thing, and the parents are going to be traumatized from it all. So uh, May 14th, everyone's going to gather. We're going to do this ride. Um, and then we, we, are we signing up? Just Just Google Big Bikes for Little Tykes, right, Gene? Yeah, for sure. Or you can go to 957therock.com, and it's right there on the front page. It'll link right to um, where you can register, as I mentioned, for motorcycles, obviously, um, cars, if you'd like to take a classic car vehicle through it, or if you just want to donate, that button is there as well. All right. That's Jean Taylor. She's with The Rock Foundation and 957 The Rock. Jean, thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Rick. I appreciate it. All right. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. May the 4th be with you, John. <laughs> yes, Rick, it's Star Wars Day, and uh, everyone asked me at work if I'm doing anything special, and I said, you know what, Star Wars Day every every day in my house. It's just the one time of year that we get to celebrate it with everyone else, right? <laughs> yeah, that's my friend John Weisbrot. He's a, a, a former journalist that we worked together uh, back in the day, sports journalism Back at Winona, um, John John's uh, kind of a, a little bit more obsessed with Star Wars than I am. So I figured, you know, on this day, let's just take a break from uh, abortion talk and politics and and everything. And can we just can we just nerd out for for a, a segment? And that's what I'm doing with the show today. Um, but we, I mean, we could probably do a two hour show if we wanted to on Star Wars. But like, very basic uh, favorite favorite Star Wars movie. Like, what what's the best? It doesn't even have to be your favorite. But is there a best? Do you have a best Star Wars movie? Yeah, I mean, obviously going to the classics. Um, you know, the ones that came out first. We call that the you know the original trilogy. You could pick any one of those three, right? It's 1A, 1A, or 1B, and 1C. But, you know, you and I were talking about this a little bit off the air. Rogue One, it's a little bit of a spinoff. It's um, not in what they call the Skywalker saga, but as we all know, it it happens, uh, well, I don't know if everyone knows, but it happens right before Episode 4. It kind of leads into that. Uh, it was the first of the two spinoff movies. But, yeah, I would have to say, you know, outside of the original three, you know, the movie Rogue One. Yeah, that's weird uh, that... 
going to be up there with with the original trilogy. I, you know, you can't beat the originals, but that one's up there. That's weird because that is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. So movie, I would say if there's a Star Wars thing that I like the best, it's it's maybe the Mandalorian and maybe even the Clone Wars cartoon. But the Mandalorian. I agree. Um, so Paul on the text line is like he his favorite. He texts in. He said it's uh, Return of the Jedi. I think it's Paul. Yeah. yeah. And he says, um, where is it? Where's the text? We were talking for a while here. Uh, Paul and I asked him why, and he goes, Luke dressed in black, just like just like the feel and the flow of that one. He said, A New Hope is too easy as it's the first to pick as a favorite, and the new ones played off the original, which technically weren't one and two and three. So he and then he, and then later he said he he hates Rogue One. He goes, It's two hours of my life, I'll never get back. And here you and I, Star Wars nerds. Both love Rogue One, so I don't know what the, the is it is it maybe so I like Rogue One. Do we like Rogue One because I like it because it it, it starts and ends. There's I know there's like yeah. the continuation spoiler alert of uh, you know Leia giving the plans to R two and and there's a continuation into the very first movie that exists in in the theaters back in seventy eight. Um, but all the characters kind of die, right? Like all the they do. the main characters and honestly, like Rogue One has one of my favorite like. Because we get introduced to all these characters in all these different movies. Um, like, what is Snope, right? With a P or a K? Snoke? Is it Snoke? No, yep. Yeah, yep. with a K, right? Um, so he's like the evil lord in the newest uh, Skywalker films, right? With Ray in them. Uh, and you're, you're like, who is that guy? What's the deal with that guy? Well, in Rogue One, there's there's a, that character. I didn't even tell you about this one. And I, I Googled the, the pronunciation. So he's like the, the blind monk for, he must have been a former Jedi, Chirrut Emway. He's a he's that sure, that, yeah. that blind yeah, dude. Emway, yeah, he's a great character. He's he was uh, force sensitive. Don't know if he was necessarily a Jedi, but he was uh, he kicked a lot of butt, a lot of stormtrooper butt. We'll say that. You know what? You're talking about characters. There's another one, Chirrut Emway and his buddy Baze. Yeah. Great character. Yeah, the great dude with the the dude with the like the machine gun blasters, right? Yeah. With the backpack. Yeah. Well, that Chirrut Emway, yeah. he's like the blind monk in Rogue One, and you say yep. he's probably he he might not. I feel like he probably has force powers, and he was a Jedi maybe yep. back in the day, and he just gave that up that religion up. It kind of seems that way. Um, but man, yeah. you, you're like, well, what, what what's his story? And then he he just dies, and that's it. And that's how all these characters. Uh, I'll jump to the Mandalorian. Another. I was I just want to do famous characters, not not. Non-famous characters in Star Wars that I would like to just see spinoffs on, um, al- al- along with just having a Darth Vader movie. How how we had not not had a Darth Vader Wrath movie, but um, Cad Bane is in the Mandalorian or no the Bubba Fat Book of Bubba Fat movies. He makes just a brief appearance. Cad Bane's a bounty hunter. He's blue. He wears a cowboy hat. He's like a six. He's like a six shooter cowboy throwback kind of. Uh, a couple of cowboy-like characters in those movies, but he's my favorite. He's all my all-time favorite character. Yeah, he's great. Uh, you and I both know he showed up first in those Clone Wars um, cartoons that were on Cartoon Network. More, you know, adult-oriented, uh, really dark episodes. How in some of those Clone Wars ones, and he John, showed up in that. And I, I geeked out when I saw him in. Same with Ahsoka Tano when she showed up. Oh yeah. uh, during the Mandalorian, we're used to seeing her as a cartoon, and, and you know with. Same with Cad Bane. He shows up real in person. I like that interpretation. Great character. Uh, again, you got to like those ones that are just, you don't know their intentions, you know? They're all motivated. And I think that's what makes Star Wars characters so great. They're not bad because they're bad, and they're not good because they're good. They're, they all have a motivation behind them. And, you know, Cad Bane's a great, great character. So Paul in the text line was talking to me. We were just talking during the break, and... 
Um, I did mention, hey, you got to watch these. How embarrassing is it, John? Hey, go watch these Clone Wars cartoons, uh, adults. You know, like it is kind of. I tried to convince yeah. my mom to go, and she just kind of rolls her eyes, like Rick. I'm not going to watch some cartoons. I'm like, no, they're. D-. I mean, oh, the yeah. Star Wars movies are cartoons in in a sense that everything is CGI, and um, there's a couple mm-hmm. of real life characters. But if you can imagine the 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 regular Star Wars movies, if they were just drawn out. The, the abilities of the Jedi, everything is, can be done so much cooler in a cartoon yeah. because you're not, there's no like human element to this. And, there's and that, no limitations to what they can do. Right. So they can, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi can do a triple backflip and lightsabers can, you know, be thrown across the room. And you're totally right about that. And they don't have to worry about trying to shoehorn that into like CGI. It's just yeah. all, you know computer animated it's really cool yeah because if you watch the the new f- the the literally episodes one two and three when cgi sucked you go oh if you try to watch those now aside from like the the writing and the storytelling and the acting yeah. uh the cgi is pretty terrible um and you know rick that they never made an you know for the movies that the newer ones i guess not the newer ones but the episodes one two and three they came out jar jar uh, binks episodes that's what i they never made a uh, clone trooper suit that was all cgi so there was never an actual clone trooper in a suit like you would have seen uh, a stormtrooper that's how much they relied on that cgi for better or worse yeah they just got a hold of the toy whoa what is this cgi and then they they, they played with the toy too much um because you know the, the old school movies like jabba the hut was literally like how many people had to move him as a puppet right like he was a literal puppet yeah. uh giant yeah. gigantic Same so yeah, right. So there's there's that, and then I think that was that was one of the things that came after those movies came out. Is people's like, hey, you gotta you gotta make these things real. We can't do all this CGI. So Andrew texts in John, and he says Rogue One is the third spinoff. There are two Ewok movies before it Caravan of uh, Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. So he's uh, he's fact checking us already because yeah, of the Ewok movie. Get super nerdy about that and go into canon and what's not canon. Oh, I already uh, I already made so fun of you and your canon talk. Movies, uh, I think a lot of times George Lucas himself wants to pretend like they don't exist, uh, and I and I'm kind of the same way. They're, they're a little bit. Um, Rick, just put them in. I think they're on Netflix or, or Disney Channel or the Disney Plus. Put them in one night, Rick. They're uh, they're entertaining. We'll just put it that way. The the Ewok movies. Yeah, they're really we- they're they're just weird. You have to watch them for yourself. And I remember George Lucas refused to have his name attached to those anymore. And needless to say, they're not part of the. And we're not going to get into this. The new canon of Star <laughs> yeah. Wars, just because they're so wacky. And I, you know, we could you know talk about doing an episode. Uh, we could do it on just how weird those movies are. Yeah, I, I did. Before you came on, I did my little take on how John's going to try to talk about canon and not canon, and I'm I tried. Do it. Keep it superficial. <laughs> I know we got to keep it. We got to keep it like down on the level because people are listening. Yeah. I, although I think at this point, people that are listening are into Star Wars. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you got a Star Wars take for me, let me hear it. Um, yeah, the Clone Wars cartoon. So, like, if, if the favorite thing that I like of all this stuff is the Mandalorian, and the Clone Wars cartoon uh, brings brings up a lot of Mandalorian stuff. But the uh, the the Gorgu, the baby Yoda, essentially, that's I mean, all that Grogu, stuff. Yeah. Grogu, yeah, um, all that stuff is just so fascinating and cute, right? Like everybody loves baby Yoda because he's he's silly and he does cute things, and then he eats an entire frog. Spoiler alert. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, go, getting back to to what Star Wars needs to do, it's not like they're doing anything wrong, but they're going to have this Obi One movie come out or, or uh, television series, Mini-series, right? Mini series, kind of like uh, Boba Fett Mandalorian, I believe. 
Um, but uh, again, they're doing. The, I, f- I feel like I'm, right. I can't. I can't criticize Star Wars because obviously they're trillions, probably trillions of dollars they've made off all this stuff. But they do a Bubba Fat series. But they make Bubba Fett a good guy. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Again, they by the end of it, you're like, "Oh, he's a hero, and he's he's fighting for the people." And you're like, um, "Bubba Fett." Character is what I call it, and I think that's what they made him into. Very sympathetic. Symp- yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. And and now they're going to come out with an Obi Wan movie. Obviously, that's a good guy. So it's another Star Wars needs to have a bad guy movie, and the bad guy needs to win. That's my whole take from uh, even the Marvel Universe and even Star Wars. Like, they need to have a bad guy movie. And people will say The Empire Strikes Back is a bad guy movie where the bad guy wins, but they it's a series. Well, Revenge and- of the Sith was a bad guy movie, if you think about it. Palpatine won. He created the Empire. So they have that. Um, but I, I do know what you're saying. You know, you have to see the other side and have you know, the bad guys win. And you brought up a great example of the Marvel movies, you know, um, and I think that would work really well in the Star Wars universe if it hasn't already, you know, with what would be Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. You know, that's a dark movie. It had to be PG-13. The bad guys did win. Uh, but, you know, we all know what happens after that. Yeah, the Marvel movies, like Thanos, is he's a he's One. kind of a badass, and, and he wins in a way, but he's not really... There's no, like, movie about him, like, where he's, you know, doing devastating things. And I'm trying to think of the the bad guy in one of the other Marvel movies that's named after like a '70s band, but I can't think of it. I think he fights Wonder Woman. <laughs> I don't know the uh, Marvel movies as much as Star Wars. Uh, I, I love them and all that, but Thanos, I definitely know, but can't but, can't nerd out as much on that. But we're we're, we're talking May the Fourth be with you, uh, Star Wars Day, May Fourth today with John Weisbrot. Uh, a friend of mine and, and former former colleague in back in our Winona days as, as sports journalist. Uh, who would have known, John? I didn't even. Did, were you even a Star Wars nerd back then? Because I didn't even know this until years later. Uh, you know, honestly, not as much. Uh, it was, I was introduced to them because my dad loved them growing up. Yeah. So it was a, you know, a, a decent part of my childhood. I really. To be honest, didn't get into them hardcore again, you know, because it goes in and out throughout your high school, college years. You have other things going on until Rogue One came out again. Oh, really? And it re-sparked whatever was in my head from when I was younger, you know, because that was the first of the new Disney movies that was, um, you know, came out after they made the acquisition. Rogue One was so awesome. Um, and then, obviously, the, you know, we can talk or whatever you want about the sequel trilogy, but... That is really what fired me up again, and uh, you know, I was off from there. But I think like everyone else who's into it at my age, it's that nostalgia that brings it back. And then just obviously the deep storytelling, I think everyone can connect to it. But yeah, it was really re-sparked around Rogue One, you know, however many years ago that was, eight years ago or so. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, go, back, I'll, go, I'll go back to this, the idea that what's next for Star Wars with Obi-Wan. Um, and also Star Wars 1978, I think is when that first film came out. That's so it's literally as old as I am. So I didn't get to live through like our parents lived through like, you know, what is this weird space stuff? And there was Battlestar Galactica maybe and stuff like that, I think. Um, but, um, getting back to what Star Wars needs to do, they need to have an evil movie. I don't actually, Darth Vader is like a really easy one to do, but like, I I feel like having a Darth Vader movie where he just kind of walks around and force kills everybody. And maybe he's too big and bulky and kind of like a big, I don't know. I don't see him being like this agile, badass, uh, evil guy that, that would be a fun movie to watch. I mean, he's just going to crush everybody's head, right? Like the, (laughs) isn't that what we love about Darth Vader is that he was just a, you know, the big bad guy that just couldn't be beaten. And there's something about 
that, where it's just like he is the ultimate. Nobody is going to stop Darth Vader. You could make a Darth Vader movie, but like you said, what could they change about him? He's always going to win. Yeah, he's, he's already touched on his big you know, notes in his life. There's little details you can find out in the comics, and that's really where they fill that gap is with comics. You know, and we saw him be kind of a badass in Rogue One, right? But, you know, I don't know if there's room for a Darth Vader movie. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I know what he is, and we want him to stay perfect. You know, his perfect record, basically, until he meets his son is, is you know, well, and, and, and the only way we beat him, right, is to turn him. Like, you turn him back to the good side. There's good in you. Um, but, like, they do need a bad guy movie. So, I, I mean, I, I'm all I'm all in, like, on a Cad Bane movie. They, uh, I won't tell you what happens to Cad Bane in the Bubba Fat series, but um, is there a better, is, is there a bad guy that, because you're into this way more, like, is there a bad guy that they should make a movie out of and, and it would be cool? It would be like, wow, this guy has an interesting story. Cad Bane's pretty good. And there's a lot of room between when he is in Clone Wars until when he shows up in the, uh, well, not the Mandalorian, but the Book of Boba Fett. So there's room there to, to flesh out that character. And I, and I will say this. They brought up Cad Bane, and that was not a mistake. I think they're going to reintroduce him uh, in, in some way in, in a Star Wars medium somehow yeah. because you're not the only one. I think that's a great choice. You know, honestly... There's not a lot of other ones that I can think off the top of my head. All the big ones have been done, but, you know, Snoke, you could get into that, but they've already kind of touched on his pre-story with, you know, the comics, and it's really not all that interesting anyways when you find out he was just made in a lab, you know? We, <laughs> could, do a, we could do a Jar Jar Binks, whole thing on Jar yeah. Jar Binks. No, I'm just kidding. So here's, here's one. I got one for you, but the Clone Wars cartoon, this is where the Clone Wars cartoon ruins this guy, is Darth Maul. Like we could do a backstory on that dude, but the the Darth Clone Maul? Wars, yeah, Darth Maul. Uh, the, the, well, no, he's not Darth Maul. It's just Maul by the end because he's no longer a Sith Lord. <laughs> spoiler alert! Jeez, spoiler. He showed up in um, the uh, solo movie at the end, right? So he was kind of the leader of the faction. Uh, oh, that's right. He did show you know, up there. Oh yeah, we could keep going with the solo series, the Han Solo movie. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. right. They did throw that in there. I totally forgot about that. So there is this potential of having him because they ruin him in the cartoon. They put like spider legs on him and just like yeah, and his weird. voice. I think, uh, Rick, that is super weird. Like I, they did not need to bring Maul back. I think he's a great character, but what they did with him make him go insane. Put the legs on him and it's yeah. just like really can't he just and his, be dead? And his know? voice, but, uh, whatever. That's a whole different deal. There's that's the only thing that that was good out of the first episodes one, two, and three of of Star Wars was the like Maul coming to fruition. Like who is this guy? And the best part of him was he was he was red. He was mysterious yep. he didn't i think he talked a little bit in those in that movie he had like three lines or something yeah, yeah that was and the, he had the double right. sword but they kill him right, they kill him right away i know he's dead <laughs> like, half at the end the star wars keeps like, doing this no. like here's an interesting dark character the sith religion what is this and then oh you're dead yeah. we cut you in half you're and dead. you fell Sorry. down a hole and there's something about limbs getting cut off in star wars that somebody needs to do some psych- psychology research on that whether it's being cut in half arms cut off uh I think that's kind of an interesting little um, theme that they have in every episode, basically. Yeah, like Luke Skywalker's got like the yeah. the hand, and yeah, it is kind of. Got both Skywalkers had their hands cut off. And, oh yeah, uh, Darth Darth Vader is literally half. like literally. Yeah, he was cut cut in half too, wasn't he? Uh, burned yeah. his legs, burned off, and um, yeah, Maul. Actually, you know what, Rick Maul? That's a great one because he goes from being a Sith to being cut in half to being dead. You know, to going insane to. Um, you know, just being called Maul, and then he has that rivalry with um, Obi-Wan Kenobi because 
you know, he was the one who killed him, or, well, not killed him, cut him in half. And I think they teased at it a little bit in that solo movie, like, oh, wow, you know, Maul is here. Is he, you know, he's the leader of the Crimson Dawn. Yeah. And then, you know, Look they at haven't you. anything with that yet, but Maul would be a great one. All right, that's that's my friend John Weisbrod. Uh, John, all right, thanks a lot, man. May the 4th be with you. Have fun at gymnastics. <laughs> yes, great timing. Um, we're just walking in now. We'll see you around, Rick. <laughs> all right, see you. All right, we got to take one more break. All right, welcome back. Just a minute here to go. Wrap up a little bit. Thanks again to Gene Taylor for talking with us about Big Bikes for Little Tykes. Again, May 14th. Go to Big Bikes for Little Tykes. Uh, just Google it. It's uh, There's a different, couple of different websites, but uh, Google it, and you can sign up. Uh, if you don't want to take the ride uh, through the Cooley region, you've got your cycle. I think I think it's going to be pretty nice out, but... Uh, otherwise, there's the after party, and it's just it's for this uh, for a really good cause, right? This, uh, this essentially a make a wish uh, for a kid and his brother and his whole family just going through, uh, you know, an awful I'll just say disease like a tumor and and uh, and all that. Um, and thanks again to to John for spending some time with us before he takes his kid to gymnastics, uh, geeking out on on Star Wars and uh, on this uh, May the Fourth. May 4th, may the 4th be with you day, Star Wars day. Uh, I really just want to see a, I, I honestly, I just want to see a Cad Bane movie. I just want to see the bad guy win one time. All right, that's all the time we got. Thanks everybody for listening.